Welcome to Lady BizWiz, where we help you focus, execute, and get results as you take your business from concept to market. Today, we'll hear the first part of a two-part episode on marketing your brand. How do you create top-of-mind consciousness for your product or service? How can you take advantage of social media to market your business? How important are customer reviews? Let's tune in now as Amy gives specific suggestions on how to create momentum in your business through a few simple marketing strategies. Well, good morning. We are talking about branding today and... um, we also have very rambunctious cats in the background. So if you hear jingling or, you know, meowing, bags rolling around, it's it's not Amy. <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> <laughs> it could be. You're, I, mean, I do. This this cat is like a total just plaything. He likes to play and play. He's a kitten. So he's, he just. Yeah. He's four months old. And yeah, having. He's got have, lots of energy. He's our second cat. And I, I say having two cats is like having 10 because he's just, they're everywhere. They're everywhere you go. If you try to cook, you try to do anything, they're right there. Hi. Yeah. So if you hear him, he's his name's Peanut, right? Yeah, he's his name's Peanut, and he's a he's an orange tabby, a rescue, and yeah, he's. But he's very energetic this morning. He's precious, so precious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're talking about branding today. There's so much we could talk about in this topic. It's it's huge. Um, so, but I wanted to start with maybe. You know, we do this podcast for small businesses, people who are just starting up. You know, kind of get get people launched. So, we were just kind of talking about this before and we, we want to we want to start at the beginning you know when you first starting a business you don't have a marketing budget yet you're just trying to get off the ground Amy speak a little bit to that like what have you what have you found that works in the branding section for for that for that beginning stage so it's been funny I've been working with a couple of um, lady biz with clients here locally um, trying to get their ideas developed to the next level or an idea off the ground and you know within 45 minutes to an hour as we kind of go through and all the different things, you know, somewhere in the conversation comes up and how do I build a brand? And, you know, and what I tell them and what I would tell you is your idea, once you start selling it, is a brand. And so really what you're wanting to do is figuring out how to get your brand to top of consciousness for your buyers. So, and when you're starting and you don't have $30,000 $30,000 to go, you know, hire a PR company to, you know. Or a digital marketing company. Oh, that's another. Yeah, but if you don't have all that, so where, where do you start? And so, you know, I what I say, and this is how I've started. So this is not just like something that is, that is um, conceptual. This is actually how I do it. So you have a community, and this is where the community of people that you have come into play so you have a community you have a community of family you have a community of friends and then you have a community community that you know maybe don't fall into either of those categories but they're places and opportunities for you to 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 identify how you fit into that with your product every product is going to fit into it differently so if you have a service-based product it's going to fit one way if you have a you know a physical product to sell it's going to kind of fit another so, but the, but the bottom line is the same is that you need to let people know that you have something that they may be interested in purchasing. And how does that happen? You know, you do want a business card and you do want a website. These, and you want your, and you want Instagram, you want Facebook, and they tell me you want TikTok. I don't know how to do TikTok, so I can't speak to it, but um, that's exploding right now. 
um, reels on um, video is super big right now on social media. So not just posting stagnant pictures, but um, creating video content like 60 second video content, 35 second video content, just a fun way that's not, you know, that's going to catch somebody's interest. I mean, if you look at how big companies market and, and just take TV as a traditional marketing aspect, um, you know, they try to come up with interesting content that's going to make you not want to flip the channel. Um, my husband, for instance, watches the Super Bowl every year. I watch it for the game. He I watch, watch it for the commercials. He watches it for the commercials, too. I honestly get up and leave for the commercials. They don't really draw me in, but I like football a lot, so I watch it for the game and go Bengals. Um, and he's watching it for the, for the commercials. And if you look at their, you know, they've got, you know, so many seconds to convey a message and so you you know that you know, and that's just the that's really the super bowl of commercials because you can see all the innovation that goes into that obviously you cannot afford a super bowl ad or you would not be listening to lady Bizwiz. um <laughs> but just bringing people along in in what you're doing bringing people along and being authentic i mean it's funny to me that people respond um not always to the most polished but sometimes just an honest so you know, my, my husband, for instance, with the um, air quality care business, I mean, he, he posts consistently. He posts to several different areas, um, groups in our community. And he doesn't, I mean, even though these groups have, some of them have as many as 35,000 people, some have like 3,500 people, you know, he can see on that how many people actually see his ad. And it's like 23 105 it's not you're not going to get the full view but he you know he switches around sometimes it's a video of you know cleaning the air duct sometimes he gets a he did a dryer vent cleaning the other day and when he got it was a huge thing but they found a live snail in the dryer vent so he ended the video with the snail <laughs> from the dryer vent I mean it was alive so all all animals were were well cared for um no animals and it came out of its shell and everything it was like it was full snail and things so Find what works for you. When I started um, Marcheta Macarons, for example, um, we found a group here in town that was doing grand opening parties. And they, we volunteered a tree of cookies for every grand opening party. So we went, we gave a box away for a door prize, and we could go and capture the, the people that were putting this together were pretty consistent about getting about 75 to 100 people at each of their grand openings. So they, they had a good following and were like, look, we, can we come and do the dessert? And, you know, everybody wants something to eat at a function. And we donated the cookies and we would stand next to the cookies and we would hand out the cookies and we would talk about the cookies. And we would see immediately in the following week an increase in business. So that's the kind of the concept of giving away. We would give away. Give we just away wanted things. to get cookies in the mouth of somebody because the cookies were good. And so people would come and buy them. And we did that every single week. And we depended on, you know, it depended on what they said the size was. We um, found nonprofits that were doing fundraisers and they needed a dessert. And so we would volunteer to take the dessert. We loved those. Those were usually hundred dollar a you know a person tickets for you know and we I mean that was a great customer that was identified as a great customer for us there was a lot of businesses so that could build up some corporate stuff and we would go and we'd take our little tower of cookies and we would go and dress up and stand there and talk about our cookies for however long it happened and we would see again um an immediate return that was way more than the investment of the tower so 
So creating video content, um, and, and again, I mean, you know, you can, you can schedule these posts, you, you know, the consistent posting, I think is really key for building your brand that, that you're consistently putting those messages out. It doesn't have to be fabulous every time. It doesn't knock it out of the park with a, with a production video every time, just continual keeping people, you know, bringing people along in the journey. And then the but second again, thing you said was the giveaways and showing up and well, the, and they, and they feed both things. So right. you have the giveaway, you have an audience of however many people are at that event Follow me and you, and as you're communicating, Hey, go like my Facebook page, you know, follow me on Instagram. You're, you know, it's again, how do you build an audience? And, um, you know, I had one, I had one marketing lady that I hired, um, to help me with some social media. Cause I, I am not great at creating content. I just am with all the things I'm doing content for my social media seems to kind of run on the back burner for me. And she's like, I can grow your likes. And it was fab. I'm like, fabulous. Well, she grew my likes by liking other pages. They would follow, or on Instagram, she would, fo- they would, she would follow these pages. They would follow me back as a courtesy. Um, but it, it, it built followers, but it, fe- it did not build any engagement. So watch that because empty followers that aren't really interested in what you're doing, but they're following you back for whatever you can grow. Um, in that, but you don't grow in engagement. So if you're not growing engagement, you're not probably growing in revenue. So again, everything that you're doing may not produce revenue the exact way that you think it does, but you need to be looking for trends of things that you do and trends of revenue that's produced by that. And the ones that you find produce revenue, like IE for us and the cookie business, the grand openings, you could see it. We would donate a tower and you could see within the next 10 days, Oh, I saw you at that event. They wanted more. So you could, you could track that. And I'm like, oh, that's working. So we just did that over and over and over again. So what works, keep doing it. So there's really, I mean, social media is great. But I think there's no replacement for FaceTime with people, especially in a city like Savannah. I don't, you know, I don't know where you're listening from, but, you know, Savannah is a smaller city. It's very, it's a very relational town. And, um, you know, we, there's just, there's nothing, there's nothing that can replace that showing up that they're connecting your face with your brand. Now, I'm sure that somebody could create an argument against that. I am just somebody who's, who likes, you know, I like in-person events. Um, I, I don't, virtual stuff is, it's so not my personality. So, but I really think people want to buy from someone they know. We've talked about this before yeah. with sales, right? Yeah. It's one thing to see you online, but it's another thing to have an interaction with you. And I've even found that in my experience with sales with the magazine, that it's the people who I've seen or spent time with in person who are more likely to purchase from me Well, and obviously, than not. Well, obviously you can, you know, I don't know the people who own Doritos and, you know, we buy Doritos from time to time. So, I mean, obviously, but I'm, we're talking just basically how you get your, you're not a national brand. Right. We're a, talking about launching. We're talking about yeah. growing so, a business from scratch. So, Blue Poppy Designs was a little bit different. There was, you know, there was... It was, there was no great, nobody wanted Blue Poppy Designs kitchen towels at a grand opening. It didn't really kind of work. Um, what food, food is kind of an easier in people like food. So it's kind of an easier play, but with Blue Poppy Designs, it was the same way. How do I get in front of people, um, that are, might be interested in buying my product. And so that, pro, that company grew initially off of local vendor markets. So I would go and set my table up with my kitchen towels and, um, people would love, you know, they liked the designs. They liked what I did. And I got a following that way within my community. Right. As, and your stuff's colorful too, so it draws it draws. It was colorful. You. But I got to meet other people. And so what I also did when I was doing vendor markets and I would sit next to you for, you know, 
four hours and you know I can't sit silently in my own booth so if you're next to me at a vendor market we're chit-chatting and you know I would ask I'm like you know this is great are there any other ones you've been doing how long have you been in business I want to know your information you know what you're doing is there any one markets that you find that are great and I remember sitting next to a market on River Street in Savannah and having that set we were there for two days so we were there for a lot of hours and we were just chit-chatting and I remember him telling me, he goes, well, there's this great festival up in Atlanta. Um, it's a big festival. You'll, you'll, you'll kill it at it. Hard to get in, go ahead and apply and, and the whole thing. And so, and it was expensive. I mean, I used to, I was doing festivals that were running me like $50 a day. And this one was going to be like 600 bucks. And, and it was going to take me out of Savannah. But I'm like, okay. He's like, You're, you would do great at it. And so I looked it up and started picking up festivals like that and I mean that's actually how I got to know Rebecca because I um her daughter Lauren was the whole reason I was able to even go to that festival because Lauren sat there and made all my products so that, that could go um so that's really kind of how I met Rebecca initially and I went there and it was fabulous and I had gotten into another three-day festival down in Jekyll Island so I started expanding my you know where where I was interested in going based on what other people around me they weren't selling the same product as me, but they were doing the market vendor thing. And so I went off to, to do that for a long time. And, you know, and then y'all all heard the story of, of pivoting to the wholesale. So how do, you know, and I've become a national brand with Blue Poppy through that. And so now that's driving, you know, it's funny people, my stepsister was um, in Atlanta the other day and she FaceTimes me because she walks in a store and in, by the window of the store there's blue poppy stuff hanging in the window so she goes in the shop she faced you get your stuff's right here mm-hmm. had another friend that was in north carolina recently and took a photo <laughs> of a shop that she walked into and there was a big display of blue poppy i mean laura texted me last night at a basketball game over in hilton head and the lady next to her had my tumbler um and so it's it's fun for me that you know that that brand you know that's how one part of marketing started and then I started just kind of growing on and building on that. So, you know, it's it's starting small, being really cognizant of what works, um, finding what works and just keeping on doing it. Um, if you're having success in, in your market, your local market, you know, look at seeing what, you know, what's and you're willing to go out of town, look and see what's out there 60 miles from you that might be a good fit. What about email? So, okay. So basically you're trying to build top of consciousness. So I would be intentional at each market of creating, um, a giveaway, um, of a service or a product. Um, you would collecting email addresses. Um, you have to, you have to make sure you follow the, um, the guidelines for that. There's some privacy, um, regulations I guess that changed a couple of years ago and so now what you have to do is you have to basically do an opt-in email campaign not an opt-out so on your little fishbowl with your email you know filling out things you need to put on the top of that something that says by filling this out you're agreeing for our drawing but you're also agreeing to be added to our email list to accept email marketing you have to make sure you kind of get that MailChimp is great MailChimp um, is free um, I think up to 3,000 or 5,000 subscribers. So it doesn't cost you anything. And so if you're purposeful at your markets, get an email address. Again, do it the right way because MailChimp, if you get if people report you as spam, you can kind of get to like 
email jail. But um, what about picking up email addresses on your website too? So you you do want to have a spot on there to collect your email addresses, and so subscribe to our yep. so when you get monthly a lot- newsletter, something like that, right? So, so or, when you go to Lottie Bells, for instance, it pops up a little pop-up thing that says for a coupon, for, you know, join our email list. And again, you have to make sure that they know what they're joining, that they're joining, they're basically consenting to you to send them emails. That's kind of important now that used to not be, but now it is um, that you make sure that people know that by, and you're giving them something. You would think it would help, but I still get, you know, 5,000 trash mails anyway. Somewhere along the line. But anyway, you want to do that because you want to be purposeful. So what ends up happening is you've gone to a market all weekend. You're doing your giveaway. Somebody wins, whatever. You want to do that live. <laughs> you want to do a video of that and make your drawing live. So you've got interactive. You're going to, you know, tell people when you're going to do the drawing at 8 p.m. or whatever. Please, you know, hop on to see or, or however you want to do that. Um, and then you do your drawing and then the following day you follow it up by an email thing. We were so happy to see you. Did you know we, and we've got this market coming up. If you want to, you know, just something that now do not send emails every day to your customers. They will unsubscribe and all the work you've done, but maybe weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, depending on what you want to do, but please do not blow. I, I do. I don't unsubscribe to many. Um, but if you email me every day, I will usually unsubscribe. From that you. has it's happened just too to much. me several times. So don't do that to people. But um, be respectful that they've given you, you know, consent to get your information. But if you have a candle company and you have a new scent coming out or a new jar coming, you know, vessel coming out, that's a great opportunity. If you have a new, if you have a food product and you have a, you know, a new flavor coming out, that's a great opportunity. Um, if you have a service-based business and, um you want to offer a special for that month. Or you want to offer a special or you want to, you know, maybe like with Rob's duck cleaning business, I mean, spring clean, you know, not only your house. I mean, so if you have something relevant to, you know, what's going on, you know, you can obviously plug that, get your house, you know, clean for the holidays, just different things. But you do want to be that moment that goes, oh, yeah, I did see that really great person at that. Oh, I didn't buy. Oh, I should have bought. I thought I was going to rock. Do you see what I'm saying? And now you're going to convert that. Um, neat thing about MailChimp is on a campaign, you can actually look at your, how that campaign, um, what it produces. So it'll tell you how many of your emails were opened. It'll tell you how many clicked through to your website. And it'll actually tell you because through cookies, which is what you have to accept now at every website, um, it can tell you the revenue generated out of an email. So it can tell you, it'll follow it all the way through and tell you that that email campaign generated you $600 in revenue. And you can see, um, Please, if you're doing a product on an email, please make sure MailChimp allows to do this. So it's super easy. Please make sure you give them the link to the actual product that you're, that you don't have dead links in your email. I don't want to have to go then go to the website and type it in. Um, That's really annoying when it's like I click something because I want to see that product and then it just takes me to something else. Or does, or doesn't take you anywhere. It takes me to the site, but it doesn't take me to that particular product. I don't want to have to search for it, so then I just X out. Well, I can't tell you how many don't go anywhere. There's a picture, and then the the links don't activate. Yeah. Um, If you have a logo anywhere on your website, please make sure it links to your your main page of your website. That's really important. So I can click. I I mean, people are lazy. Well, and we've become so lazy and so used to instant gratification that we're not going to go the extra mile to find it. And so if, um, you know, I was talking to a... um, another client the other day and they have a really great lineup of t-shirts and she wears the t-shirts to, you know, to different events. 
And I'm like, okay, that's fabulous. And I said, how are you selling them? Well, I tell them that it's great and they can go to the website and, and then they can look at it. And then I tell them what the website is. And I'm like, okay, so now you've required somebody to write down a website. You've required them to actually go to the website. Now they have to decide between colors of t-shirts and designs that you've got. And so all these choices, I said, How's, what's the conversion on that? Well, we're not converting that much. And I said, well, how about if you have like, you know, 50 t-shirts in the trunk of your car <laughs> that you're wearing? And they're like, I love that t-shirt. Fabulous. Let's come over to my, <laughs> my car. I've got t-shirts. It's what a great size point, though. Wear? I mean, there's a kind of a window. There's a window of opportunity with sales. And if you miss it, a lot of times you're not going to make that conversion. There's an impulse. So again, the impulse works with marketing, digital marketing. It works with what are you going to do or say or put out there to get the click through? How easy are you going to make it? Markets are the same way. You don't want to have something that everyone's got to go order. You want to have something that they can, you know, basically make a decision right there and walk away with it. Thank you for joining us today on Lady BizWiz. As always, we value your feedback. Please reach out to us if you have any questions or any ideas for future podcasts. Questions at ladybizwiz.com is where you can find us. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.